Hello, George. I, I I can hear you really clearly on my new um Sony headphones. How are you doing? Oh, oh well, Ollie, my fine friend. Um, you watched I'm it. Sorry, I, sorry, I, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I'm interested. Yeah. I want to know how you're doing. But you, what? I was just watching telly on my Sony Bravia uh, telly earlier. Have you seen the uh, the latest news? What's that? What's the latest? Oh, news? That's just mad, man. Anyway, how you doing? Oh fuck! Yeah, I bet, man. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I get a text on my Sony Ericsson phone. Okay. Hang on, because I I assume as a listener you would huh? you would as a listener you would assume this was set up. I'd like all of our the gorgeous public to know I have no idea what's going on. Nothing's going so on. So please please enlighten us, Ollie. Nothing's going on. Um, I well, just, if you've I've... scored a deal with fucking Alex Sony and you're getting <laughs> you getting a few spawns in there, no. I'd like in. Listen, listen, listen. I've just been a loyal customer of sony for many years um and i just love their products it's, and and uh, unrelated uh playstation 5 coming out this week and i haven't been able to get a pre-order um oh. and oh. last week i mentioned uh uh, Curio, the app, and uh, they in- sent me a message on Instagram uh, giving us both a free subscription. So um, oh. those two things are unrelated to my devotion to the Sony brand. Haven't you met Ian Sony himself, Sir Ian? Um, I think I met one of the dynasty, but not him, him himself. Oh, God, I'd kill to meet... Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a huge fan of Sony's products. I honestly think that they offer... Um, a brilliant uh, combination of, of the the latest tech, but at affordable prices. Um, mm. But anyway, how are you doing? I want to know how you are and and what's going on in your world. Be it well, do you know what? Well, please. I was all yeah. Well, I was all ready, and honestly, I was jazzed about tonight's recording. I was going to open the show by saying this is going to be the heaviest, most powerful, most energetic episode that we've put out so far. I agree, and I can tell you, no, no, no. This is going to be the most boring episode. <laughs> no, of a whole lot. What are you yeah, talking about? Keep talking about you know Anton Sony and and potential deals. I'm out, mate. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Uh, all I'm saying from the top, I think that listeners out there will probably be screaming at their podcast devices saying, we agree with Ollie, Sony make brilliant products, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. And I want to hear about, um, what is the phone a friend, mental health? I want to hear about how you, what, how you are, my friend, George. Okay, okay. Do you genuinely want to know how I am? Of course I do. And while you're at it, I'd be interested to know about your your experiences with the Sony brand. But, you know, that's only if it comes up. Has your well, week been Ollie, affected by the Sony brand? Um, I've seen a couple memes about the new console that's coming out, but... Is there a new one coming out? Yeah. I just... Mate, um, it's it's just not in my world. I'm 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 out of touch with all of that. Have you um, have you ever owned a, a? Oh yeah, you've got a Nintendo Switch, don't you? You've got a gaming device, so you're not a complete. I've got a Nintendo Switch, yeah, but that's more for when I have friends over and we can play Mario Kart or Mario Party. Mm. No, I mean, yeah, I I don't. I'm not really familiar with that brand or those games. But listen, I don't really want to spend the whole time talking about tech, so. I, I, if we can move on, mate. Um, I want to know you're in your week, second week of lockdown 2.0, and last week you said that you needed a little bit longer before you really had anything to say about the lockdown experience. Now 
You need it any longer, or is there something baking in the oven? No, there's definitely more to talk about. There, this in the last week, it's definitely felt more like we've been locked down. Listeners may remember that um, a friend of mine has Gorgeous joined me listeners. for the lockdown, and I've I've made sure to get out most days for a stomp for a walk, which has been you know really good. Today, I actually did a hashtag Cummings because I went to get my um, <laughs> eyes tested. Oh yes. Um, yeah, so I, I so you went to a castle. I managed not on the to visit back. any castles oh, oh, on my didn't. way. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, but, okay. Um, what are the what? How are your eyes? Because you've been having some um, some issues. Yeah, I would say now the um, the the experience was great. I was put at ease, and it was all. It's it's an interesting experience because it's not one that happens every day. And in fact, they I was asked if I'd had my eyes tested before, and. I probably thought about it a little too long, like it more than it needed answering. And then I was like, oh, I have, but I was um, accompanied by my mum. Yeah. T- like, and I, what I was trying to... You were trying to get across you know, that you were young. Was, yeah, but I think it sounded more... I don't know. I just It was a weird way to say that it. That is a very strange I, way to say it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah so that, um, that was... It, you know, but it, the, the experience was good, and um, what are we talking? We t- we talking Boots Hartford or we Specsavers? Um... I was on the Ware High Street, and um, mm. so I was. Um, but so but two fingers to the local Hartford economy, I guess, uh, and no, big ups no, to no, Ware. No, <laughs> no. Um, I don't know what to tell you, and I don't know if it would be interesting. I've been told I need to wear glasses when reading, so I said, oh, should I just buy some reading glasses? And it was like, no, there's, there's a bit more of a prescription than that, and it will help <laughs> your eyes to wear them. Oh, interesting, yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Um, you know, there's a few of us, and we do okay, so I think you're going to fit right in, my friend. Yeah. Um but but the, my point to the, for that story was it was my first time properly venturing out and it does feel different. the The country is definitely in lockdown. Um, it's definitely a little busier on the street than the first lockdown. But mm. I think it's more. It's there. It was so scary the first time round. It like in my memory there was a you know even just nipping down to the supermarket mm. when I was in London. It I would get back and it would play on my mind for however long. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I think people are a little more aware of um, just... Well, it's, it's just the I fact that they There's still this virus, obviously, is at large, but I think people know that the masks make a difference, that social dis- distancing makes a difference, and if there are bits that they need to get done, it's still, you know, important that people get things done. And and um, I think the rules yeah. are a little bit clearer this time than they initially yes. were. Um, obviously, there's been lots of confusion as the year's gone on about what is allowed and what isn't, and it's still a little bit confusing. But in general, people are have have had at least had some practice at this whole business. And because here uh, in Barcelona. We've not been necess- We've not really been in lockdown. Some shops are open, and uh, you can go and get like takeaway food and stuff. I don't know if that's the same in the UK, but but they're from next week. They're gradually re- reopening things. Where's this? Sorry, here where I live, my dear, my dear boy, oh, okay. Barcelona, okay. Uh, Spain. Um, don't know how to 
um, the beach. The no, sorry, I, wa- I wasn't sure. Sorry, I I <laughs> missed whether you were talking about the UK, from or... the UK or Spain. Yeah, yeah no, no, they 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 just announced today that they're gonna in they're gonna be reopening things a little bit. Um, but to be honest, I'm I'm sort of because I've 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 now booked my flight home for Christmas. I'm kind of just waiting around for that and crossing all my appendages that that nothing changes because as things stand I'll be coming in a couple of weeks really three two three weeks and obviously self-isolating etc etc but I'm kind of just already looking ahead to that yeah I can't believe it's almost December but yeah it is I can relate to that whole you know when you've been you've been committed to something for so long that actually when you've got the first whiff of it coming to an end, when you like, when that <laughs> is just in sight, it's like oh, I just want it done now. I know, like that's yeah. where my mind is at. Even though three weeks is plenty of time to live and be where you are, mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. But in three weeks, I'm going home. So come on, what's I going know. Yeah, and well, I mean, obviously, it's just well, there's a few things. Part of it is that I'm a little bit anxious about traveling, just because. I am an anxious traveller anyway, but but with with all of this extra uh, stress, it's a little bit intimidating to think about. So so it's kind of already that so at the back of my mind a little bit. But then also, you know, this is the longest I've ever I've been away from friends and family. I I think ever. Well, it must be yeah. And and I haven't been. It will be almost a full year since I was in the UK. And I was just, I think that I've been pretty good at pushing down, suppressing all the, I mean, obviously I've had moments of being, of feeling very homesick and things like that, but I've, I've been pretty good at putting it to one side and trying to get on with things and trying to be positive. But now that it's almost December and I, it's in sight, it's both good because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to see my family and everyone soon, but then it also is making me think about how much time I've lot we've all lost, and it all kind of came, it all surf resurfaced. Can I? Th- this isn't a, a um. This is a genuine question. Like when you say um, all the the time that we've lost, mm. w- what is it that you feel or mean when you say that? And it's not that I'm going to disagree. It's just mm-hmm. I find it interesting. Well, I mean. On one level, there's the time lost here in Spain with with my dear sweet Rate. Oh, also, I just want to quickly respond to someone sent an email uh, saying that they're very worried about um, the fact that I call my girlfriend a rat every week. Now, that's quite le- that's legitimate concern, but I do want to make clear that if for one second I was under the impression that she did not want to be called a rat. I would not have been continually... Do- I mean, I'm a fucking idiot, but I'm not that much of an idiot. So please rest assured she has made her peace yeah. with being called But also, this Dear particular rat. rat is just... It's the, she's the apple of your eye. And, oh, you yeah. Know, and she just happens just... to be a rat as well. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I j- just quit... Because I am... A, so are you saying that you've lost an hour or two because you've travelled to Barcelona? Excuse me, my dear boy? I'm trying to get my... Because at the beginning, I thought what you meant was the time that we've lost as in there's been a year... Yes, that's disappeared. No, that is what I mean. But what... Oh, so, okay. so, so what I'm saying is that there's, you know, the fact that 
my girlfriend and I have had to, you know, not do anything for a year. We've basically spent the year indoors and there are things mm. that we would have done here. And then mm. also there's the fact that I haven't seen my family. I haven't seen my yeah. nephew and he looks like a completely different little being than when I last saw him and that's I think I mentioned this yeah. before that's like a sign of how long it's been and I think that's what I meant when I asked you is that I can relate and sympathize with you it's such a curious thing and I still can't put my finger on it I can't make sense of the year you know mm. talking to someone you know and you touched on it earlier with in December in mm. what two weeks but yeah you're right it's the because it's I just find the language interesting of like the time we've lost and it helps me to hear but you're so right it's like the things that could have been done in that time yeah um and i know that i've said this a few times um in previous episodes but i um and i've not wanted to really bang on about it but i really have felt for you and your lovely rat because <laughs> i just it's and then you know other people in a similar situation because it's um yeah it's been it's, it's a hard ask it's been strange but i think part of the reason i have not quite allowed myself to fully feel some of the things that perhaps i have been feeling the last week about about this year is because in so many ways i do feel so lucky because no one i know has really been um, has been ill or um, obviously ev everyone's had things difficulties with work and things like that and and everyone's lives have changed but you know it could be so much worse and I know it is so much worse for so many other people and I feel very fortunate to have my my rat that I live with and you know we've spent so much we've basically only seen each other for the year and she still like doesn't mind me that much so I mean that's quite good don't you think yeah I That's mean, brilliant. I couldn't hack a year with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no. but it's so, yeah, the, on the one hand, I feel very lucky. But then I also have to admit there are many things that have been very difficult. And I think, mm. I think the fact that I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, going home so soon for at least a little bit, it's like a kind of marker. It's like a, I'm going to let myself feel... <laughs> some of the things that i've i've been suppressing because mm. because it's kind of like a culmination i know it's not over and i know that it's not as simple as that but that's just how it feels in my head at, at the moment um do you know what the, just while you're talking something it's made me think um is that there's periods of this year and we would be able to go back and listen to specific episodes where I felt, well, we both did, quite low about it all. But then I've just caught like caught myself out because actually I've been looking back on the year with rose-tinted glasses. Mm. I've kind of been, as in, there's a, I'm talking about a very specific time and there was this window of time where I'm looking back on it. It's because of the weather, mm. um, like it was a heat wave and was outside more but actually it was not um, <laughs> it wasn't ideal yeah <laughs> but yeah but it's it's interesting that until i just thought about it i was going like oh no it wasn't that bad and then i'm like well yeah don't get me wrong as you just said with in there's ways of looking at it and you've been fortunate but it's also it's been a tough year for all of us yeah i think i mean this just shows that how human beings are quite good at making themselves 
well, adapting, I suppose, and also making themselves feel like something is normal that is not that normal because... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how it feels. It's like, it's like a self-preservation thing. I've told yeah. myself that I've got this bucket full of lovely memories, but the truth is it's probably n- not more than a thimble or... or <laughs> um, you know yeah i mean i obviously it's difficult to because we're sort of looking back on something as we're still in the middle of it so maybe we will feel differently when this is actually behind us but i do think having my my nephew as this sort of living embodiment of time Mm. because he is just he is a year old so and george i'll after the we finish i'll explain to you what a nephew is i just can't be asked to do it right um he because he's just one he's you know every week it seems like that he is changing and growing and so the whole year i've had i mean i've i've loved seeing it but it's also been a bit of a pang of like oh i never i never saw you when you were like this and you never will be that again and then i start to think about that i apply that to everyone else and um and so i guess that's what i mean about losing time yes um but can i just quickly i want to correct myself actually and i'm not going to be i'm not going to be committed to to either or i can actually look back on this year and i have got lovely memories and i think actually on a personal level i think i've done i've kind of asked questions of myself that uh, this year more than any other and that's been a positive thing well you're welcome so yeah sorry to jump in with that but i've it felt I needed just to correct myself and not kind of sit on either no. side of the wall. Well, um, well, this is the, th- yeah. the thing is also that is it's obviously it can feel a little strange to be like, not strange, but it's just obviously, objectively, many bad things have happened this year. But that doesn't mean that there is absolutely nothing that you can look back on fondly that or that you enjoyed or, uh, I mean, thankfully, there are little things that we can you know sprinkled in with all the other bad stuff and also a lot of the time the bad stuff hmm, well i shouldn't say fortunately for for you and i a lot of the bad stuff has happened in a kind of grander sense it's not we have been very lucky in that it hasn't really come crashing into our lives in the way that it has for other people so obviously we're saying all this just from our own uh perspectives Um, i think one thing is gonna get harder before it gets easier i think but i one thing that has been very hard to avoid is the fact that i think that mental health has become a wider conversation here in the uk since everything started since the podcast and started yeah since the po- no <laughs> since since the pandemic and of course that's a uh, reaction to something larger than i can get my head around there's a reason for that and it's it's i think it will last longer than the pandemic itself mm. um but it, it it's that's been a if the aim is to beat stigma around those two words mental health i i have a sense that that is slowly happening or well, not slowly happening of course it's been happening for a long time but i've i've felt a shift since because it's it's something that's so unavoidable and it's going to mm-hmm. have to be taken seriously mm-hmm. um and that here i am mr silver lining but i i um i can't help but think that's a will be a long-term good thing 
Um, well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, on the one hand, it's gonna, uh, the the conversation around it gets bigger because more the more people bigger. are suffering, so, yes, <laughs> but you are... But you, you, you see what I'm saying now, yes. it's kind of like it will get harder before it gets easier, but it, ultimately, um, well, whatever the catalyst for the conversation, yes, yes. It's, um, it's there. And, and more so than it was a year ago, in as I perceive it, and that def- it definitely seems to be that that way to me. And also, like you say, it's a catalyst because these thing, a lot of these things were happening anyway. And in a way, this is um, obviously an extreme kind of acceleration of lots of factors that have made people address issues that have been going on for a much longer time. But as we are moving into what some people call the most wonderful time of the year uh, on the streets of Barcelona everyone's getting out their little cagatillos um, mm. uh, listeners who have listened to the, to our first episode will know that cagatillos are a log that shits out presents here in, in Spain uh, you know give it a google it'll be nice evening for you and so as I walk around and I, I see all these things I mean the first thing I think is fucking hell it's Christmas. How is that happening? How has the time gone? But then I also think it's almost been a year of doing a podcast with my dear podcast friend. Do you know what? I fucking thought that because I saw you put on the... Um, you do a wonderful job with the phone of friend uh, Instagram. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, I saw you. that you put on there um, the, a picture of one of the shitting logs. Mm. Um, and it made me think, oh my God. We... <laughs> I've almost been doing this podcast for a year and it's still kind of a bit ropey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that shows that that's just, it's in the DNA. It's not, there's no kinks to work out. This is the show. (laughs) And it's kinks and all. Yeah, yeah, but what an amazing thing. Well, and when I put that thing on the Instagram, people a few people responded saying like oh i remember that as if it was well that i suppose a year is a long time but they were the way they said it made me feel like an institution which i think i'd mm. i quite like i think i've been royal mail for that my bbc phone a friend yes exactly <laughs> path yeah path um 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 well can I also just quickly say, Ollie, mm-hmm. that the, the, this whole, like, because we've been, you pointed out earlier, it's as if we started to talk as if the end is in sight, yeah. which it isn't. Mm. Um, but I've, you're so right, because as soon now, <laughs> earlier on in the conversation, once you said, oh, I will be home in about three weeks, in my head, I just back to associated Ollie being home with the pandemic being over. I was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Ollie's back in three weeks. And, yeah. you know, everything, you know. Well, I would like, I, I wish I could uh, That's a lot of pressure be to be a vaccine. But, yeah. But just do your best when you step off at, um, Heathrow, where will yeah. you get off? I'm getting off yeah, at Heathrow. Heathrow. I'm, I'm heading straight to Spoons. I don't care if it's open. I don't care. I'm yeah. getting in. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, it, you're right. It's not over. But I think it's fair to reflect on these things as as we kind of head towards the end of the year. And and yeah, it's on my mind. It's on your mind. You're locked down. I'm sort of locked down. It's difficult to... Oh, can I... Yeah. So yesterday, I, I've been having... I've not been sleeping very well. And I've been having some back pain, which I have 
it's just sort of i just got a bad back all right get off my back it hurts that sort of thing and so i booked myself a massage now you may think you're going to get a massage during a pandemic. You, what, is it a robot? What are you, a fucking pharaoh? No, it was not a robot. It was a human being. But they were very clear on their website about all their different procedures. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I've done nothing for so long. This is This will be something to do, at least. And I turned up and... It was, uh, it's like, um, it's a Thai massage and they provided me with some clothes to wear. Like, don't, not like, remember when I went for a massage before it was, um, they gave me those little panties. Um, yeah. luckily it wasn't that. It was like big yoga pants and, and a big baggy t-shirt. And I was like, oh, okay, this is more my speed because they, they massage you with loose clothing on. I, I don't really know why, but whatever. Fine by me. If my little ass isn't sticking out with my little <laughs> panties, then I could, I feel more relaxed. That's good. So... Oh man! So I I I was lying down and I felt very warm, and I realised that there was like an electric blanket underneath me, and um and she came in and asked if I wanted her to turn the electric blanket up, and I said no, I'm actually um a little bit hot. <laughs> oh. Could could you turn it <laughs> yeah. off? And she was like, oh yeah yeah no problem. Um she turned it off and it was fine, and I was starting to relax a little bit um as much as I ever do, and. Then suddenly she she seems quite concerned and she's sort of dabbing my back and she says like, um, everything okay? And I said, yeah, why? And she just said, very wet. <laughs> because look, I run hot. I run hot. Yeah. And... I was in this room. I had been on this uh, electric blanket. I was wearing these yoga pants and the sort of like scratchy t-shirt and I was sweating, but I didn't realize it because I was starting to chill out. Obviously now at this point, I'm not at all chilled out. Um, no, I was going to say, and if you can't sweat there, then God, where can you sweat? Well, exactly. So she, she asked if I wanted the air conditioning on and I was just like, uh, okay, yes, please. So she put it on um, and started to, to resume the session and I started to get very cold, but I didn't want to say anything because I like, I didn't want to then, I didn't want her to turn the air conditioning off. And then 10 minutes later, she goes, you okay? Very wet again. So <laughs> yeah. I just lay there freaking out the whole time worrying like i feel extremely cold but am i too disgustingly sweaty for her what's going on i don't think i i don't think it was a positive experience for me i don't think i released any tension i think i added quite a lot of tension straight to my ass and oh is that where you carry that's it? where i carry it and uh. and i think basically the universe sent me a message which was don't go for a massage during a pandemic even if they're mm. open, just leave mm. it, mate. Um, mm. And I... Look, I just wanted to treat myself, yeah? I just yeah. wanted a little something. And I think I'm going to have to look elsewhere. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I can't remember why I brought that up, but basically went to get massaged. Woman said I was disgusting and wet and sweaty. Uh, felt very cold for the rest of the time and uncomfortable. Blah, so serves me right. Do 
you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Oh, I'll tell you what, Ollie. One of it has been one of the loveliest things to have Adam up here for this lockdown because we've just of an evening, the lights get dimmed, you know, maybe a whiskey, mm. maybe a um, little beer, and just putting the world to right, you know? Mm. Um, I just mean, chatting like old times. Very different experience to your, to your first lockdown. Well, this is it, and I think I've heard a lot, a lot, um, more examples of people having learnt from the previous lockdown and where they can, where it's an option, have, you know, changed living arrangements and things. Mm -hmm. and just in, in, you know, I've heard of that more um, and it makes sense. Um, so do you do you two sort of do your own thing during the day, stick to your own routines and then come nightfall, it's dinner for two and a uh, quick game of Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, well, there's no... Oh, do you know what? I did buy a deck of Magic the Gathering, right? Because when... <laughs> now, I'll make this brief for the listeners. Uh, no, please, magic... stretch it out. Well, well yeah, yeah so I'll have to... Maybe you should click just in case any of our... Younger listeners aren't aware of... Yeah. So th I have to admit this. I have to admit this. As a younger person uh, at school, I was eager not to draw attention to myself in any way that might get me bullied. Um, you know, just in the same way that a lot of kids, you know, you kind of, you're self-conscious mm -hmm. about what people might think about what you're into. And it's one of my biggest regrets that I, all I ever wanted was to try out Warhammer, which was this game where you like painted trees and little figurines. Mm. I don't know what you do. There's this like felt <laughs> table and you move around these, So you, you know, like fictional characters. Yeah, it's like a fantasy I, sort of Lord of the Rings style yeah. world and i suppressed that urge um because 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 you were worried of what people would think yeah yeah ah. uh, but so then so that you know i never did play that and you know that's fine but another thing that kind of lives in that world is this game called magic the <laughs> gathering um which again I, I have no idea how to play but it, again it's got these kind of fictional illustrations of different characters and then you play against somebody else and i was like oh maybe that might be good so they arrived and um <laughs> Me and Adam kind of looked at them and were like, oh, that'd be cool. And yeah, sure enough. Yeah, of course, never out. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because what, things you... like that, they take time, don't they? And um, did you, commit. you know, in the, you know, Pokemon days, Pokemon cards, yeah. were, were you a Pokemon card guy? Big time. Primary school, in fact, I would, would, there was only me and another lad that I knew that played it with the gems and everything. I was going to say, did um, you actually play? Because yeah, because I loved it. Me, my really brother did. and I played, well, when he would allow me. I'm pretty sure my brother ran a, <laughs> some kind of Pokemon club. Um, yeah. I may have imagined <laughs> yeah. that. But um, yeah, lots of people would just collect the cards. Um, and then, you know, the real people... 
taking it a bit more seriously who would actually battle. Um, and I also yeah. had a Yu-Gi-Oh phase. I had a Beyblade phase. But I did not have a Magic the Gathering phase. I don't know why. I think well, it's because it seemed a bit more adult somehow. A bit yes. grown up. And a lad uh, that I went to primary school with, it was my birthday. And you could get away with this in the 90s. But he, for my birthday, he just gave me his cards. And no one asked any questions. It was just like, <laughs> oh, you can have these. And I was like, thanks, man. Oh, the 90s. And, yeah. And I looked at them. And I remember being intimidated they looked more adult well also grown up didn't they often like you know there would be sort of you know medieval babes um oh yeah why did you why do you think i ordered them years ago that's what uh, that's really why i wanted to go into warhammer is that i thought there might be figurines of (laughs) medieval babes um (laughs) that is that is truly a strange a strange oh. image, a strange avenue. But it all makes sense, doesn't it? If you've got a young man that is interested, uh, you know, uh, loosely in history and very loosely. fiction. Yeah. And um, history, fiction, and has an imagination. Well, also, you know? Hartford had, a, a, was it Marquee, marquee Models? Well, and Marquee yeah. Models, which yeah, yeah, yeah. used to, they you could go in and they had a big old kind of table yeah. set up with... Um, castles and all sorts of things. I mean, I I also never it it passed me by, and I wonder if I too, on some level, was just like I've I'm obviously I've got a huge reputation as one of the coolest people in school, <laughs> yeah, and I've got to keep yeah. that up. Well, I think it's, it's it was a combination. I'm I'm probably overegging the kind of the the credibility of it all. That that probably was one factor, but it was it was also it looked like a commitment. That's it, true. it looked fucking expensive. Oh yeah, was, I think just, it was. As a kid, it was like, well, what? What's so you buy? And then you had to spend time painting them. And I did, the reality is, I would have enjoyed that for one figurine, and then yeah. I would be like, ah, nah. Yeah, I mean, on one level, when you think about it, you you spend sixty quid to get some plastic trees that you then paint. Um, mm. I suppose it's all part of it's like you know, for you throughout history or throughout the last uh, century, at least. Um, you know how people used to make get models of planes and what's it called airfics mm. uh, i suppose it's just sort of an offshoot of that and i mean so, so, but these uh, days of course you know we've talked about this before but the, vr the kids are just on you know vr porno and um <laughs> bliss, are blissed off their mind on dope and weed and and yeah. and I, it does feel like uh, ever since the 90s things have gone to shit yeah, yeah. My um, my first run-in with figurines was for a birthday. I would have been younger than seven because of the house that I lived in at the time. Mm. Um, I was bought for my birthday an action man was my mm, gift. Yes, and he scared me at night. So when my parents woke <laughs> up, I put him in the bin. <laughs> oh, they so... must have been so thrilled. They've got you this nice new. Gift, yeah. And so he scared you. Why? Because he's well. I suppose he's very. He is quite an intimidating 
figure. Um, yeah, he had a, you know. I tell you, scars. another birthday memory of um, being scared was we watched E.T. the night before my birthday. And then I got into bed and I had this little <laughs> duvet that had Thunderbirds on. Mm. And I woke up having had a nightmare about E.T. And then there was this quite E.T. looking face that was, you know, twice the size of a normal face on my on bed. Thunderbirds. <laughs> Yeah, and it was kind of, it was like sleep paralysis without being able to excuse it as sleep paralysis. He was on my bed. So you, I mean... Ruined my birthday. I, but I'm over I, it, I bet. Yeah, yeah, clearly not a big deal. But I <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know if you made it to the end of E.T., but E.T. is actually, he's, he's a friendly alien. I mean, he's a freak. He looks weird, but he's a friendly guy. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more just you the know, visual my aspect took the vision. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His kind of his vibe. I mean, yeah. Look. Of... I mean, I, I don't think it's controversial to say. I, I think you could say this back in the nineties, and you could say it now. Et looks fucking weird. He's a weird looking guy. <laughs> yeah, that's still okay. Um. Anyway. God, sometimes I do question the uh, kind of the interest of our listeners, and and uh, you know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. If as soon as we start doing that, that's we have to just plow ahead as if what we're Blazingly saying is of any interest. With it, yeah. Um, um, well, so I think that it might be nice to, to beckon over our sweet, gorgeous Jexton, who's had a bit of a rough week, a bit under the weather, but on the mend. And I think that it was a bit touch and go for a while there, but. It's looking like our beautiful, gorgeous stallion of a pup is back to his best. Now, some people have spread a vicious rumour that Marlborough Red gave Jexton some sort of illness, left because obviously Marlborough Red stayed in Jexton's bed when she was here, slash he was here, I can't remember which. Did we ever establish if Marlborough Red Marlborough Red has always been a woman in my mind. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, and in real life. Quite a feminine name. (laughs) Yeah, gorgeous feminine name. Um, yes, so obviously Marlboro Red stayed in Jackson's bed when she was here and people have been saying, is that why Jackson got sick? Look, I don't know. All I know is I fucking hate Marlboro Red and I wish only the worst. Wait, where was Jackson? Jackson went uh, on a uh, sightseeing trip with Mr. Oh, Tumnus. No, I was just sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm aware of that I I wondered if there was something I had missed out on, and they shared a bed, and I fucking oh, started. No, to no, don't worry about blow that. Smoke out my ears. Don't <laughs> worry God. about that. Not God, our sweet I'm boy. Not many things, but protective over my oh, beloved, Jackson. beloved, gorgeous stallion of a pup. Yeah. <sighs> Email for you, my lord. News from the east, sire. Emails just come in, my lord. So, my dear boy, you will remember my friend George. Last week, I mentioned that I find it, the hairdressing experience quite difficult, and and I uh, was promoting the idea of a anxiety friendly hair salon uh, mm. because I only go to salon and. Um, we got an email from Bethan, which says, hi guys. Now here's the crucial part. I am a hairdresser. I'm sat in my car as I write this parked. Okay, good. 
listening to this week's episode and felt that I really needed to email. I've worked in hairdressing for five years now and I really love my job, but I too struggle with anxiety, panic attacks and awful bouts of sleep paralysis. Lucky me! Working in my profession, I've come across a lot of different folks, including those that, like ourselves, struggle with experiences shuts struggle with experiences such as trips to the hairdressers. People often have a stereotype of hairstylists in their minds as being dim blonde airheads or barbers fitting in with the lads 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 persona. But in my experience, I've worked with some amazing people that also struggle with their mental health. This is me, Ollie here. I hope that I, I didn't mean to suggest that um you know all hairdressers are evil is very much my own baggage that I bring to the the hairdressing experience. I, I was didn't intend to blame it on on the poor folks behind the chair, as it were. But Bethan goes on to say, "Is am I saying that right, Bethan, or am I going to be ripped for this online?" Is it Bothan? So I think it's Bothan. It's it's like Bethany, but without the Y. Bethan. I think that's Bethan. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, not Bothan. Okay. If I can tell that the person sitting in my chair is struggling, I like to check what I can do to make them more comfortable, like taking a break, getting some fresh air, glass of water, or even just stopping completely and planning another appointment for the future. I believe there's more as a whole that the beauty industry can do to help people that struggle in the salon, but I think that that may take some time. However, I want to use my experience to help other people find a trip to the hairdressers more enjoyable, or even just be able to cope through it. People often think of getting their hair cut as a chore, but in my eyes it's a form of self-care and in this day and age, we need to be taking care of ourselves more than ever. So, my tips for easing the hairdressing experience. One, I know this is difficult, but if you can, explain to your hairdresser that you do not enjoy the experience. You don't need to go into detail, but this should incline the stylist to do everything they can to make it a more pleasant time. Two, ask to pop in your headphones and listen to PAF. Yes, please. Three, um, book a consultation with your stylist before your appointment to introduce yourself. Uh, talk about what you want and if you can explain the situation this allows you to get familiar with the salon and the stylist four some salons offer sheltered appointments which means there'll be no one else in there with you five tell your stylist that you would prefer not to talk if you find that easier six Alternatively, we're happy to fill the time with conversation to distract you. Seven, ask if you can bring a friend or parent along with you. Eight, try and make sure you know what you want done to your hair. If you come in with a clear idea or photographs of what you want, it should reduce the amount of conversation you have to have with your stylist and make the experience go quicker. And finally, remember we are here to help you. If anyone makes you feel uncomfortable or unsafe, you need to find another salon. You're worth it. I really hope that I can help at least one person that is struggling with coming to get their hair cut. The reason I do my job is because I love making people happy and I truly believe that a good haircut can give you a huge boost or sense of relief, even if it just lasts for a moment. So thank you very much for that email because for 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 one, I found it very helpful to think about it from the perspective of the hairdresser and it helps remind me that they're not going to automatically be furious with me if I'm finding it difficult or if I feel uncomfortable. But also, we got lots of emails from people saying that they could relate to to my haircut anxiety. Um, hopefully, hearing these tips and hearing from someone who, you know, works in that world will help, like like Bethan said, if it helps people get over this, even if, even if it just means they push themselves to cope with the situation while it's going on. I mean, you don't have to love it. I don't know if I'm ever going to love the experience, but just 
reminding myself about all of these things, all these tips that we just read out, I think will be useful for me in the future. And I hope it helps some of the other people that got in touch as well. I think so, man. I think hearing it, even for me to hear it from the point of view of a hairdresser, very helpful Mm -hmm. because it puts your mind at ease. And it's regardless, say like who's outside of the hairdressing, you know, we, we said last week how different people find different things triggering. Mm-hmm. It's knowing, yeah, what could be quite a big hurdle. That it's still an interaction with another person and that other people can be very understanding yes, yeah. and patient. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant thing to remind ourselves. Yes, I, I know that I, when I'm not thinking rationally and when I'm I'm making decisions based on my anxiety rather than, than any kind of, yeah, rational thoughts, I kind of frame the world as being inherently hostile. And obviously that isn't true. And like you said, when you hear from someone who is actually the human being behind that will be cutting your hair, that kind of reminds you that like, oh yeah, of course, they don't automatically hate me. And then I'm not a burden to them. And if if I'm having a difficult time, they'll react like a human being. So yeah, thank you very much for that email. I still have still haven't been for my haircut, but when I do, I'll be I'll be thinking of all your tips. So thank you very much. Can I ask a question, Ollie? Yes, please. How would you feel about saving up the haircut for when you're home and letting me do it? Get fucked. You've I mean, I've seen you. Okay, cool. I, okay, no, 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 listen. no, 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 yeah, yeah. Listen, George. I've no, no, no. I just you know. I've seen you go to town on one of our mutual friends' heads. Who? Uh, well, uh, you know, Jexton's namesake. I've never cut his hair. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't remember in Cornwall on New Year's Eve? <laughs> hang on, hang on. That wasn't a hair cut. That was just Some silent. hair came off. Nah. I mean, the things you were doing to it and the, and the tools you were using, it was inevitable that a certain amount, I would classify that as a haircut. Enough. No, I, that was... I his was, hair I've was stepped into that dojo strictly as a stylist. It, look, his hair was fundamentally changed by the end of it in a in a in a way that was irreparable. Because, so well, I would because say of the no way because of the stuff that went in there, the stuff as that in the came chemicals. out. The, well, there was chemicals. There was also some organic matter. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. Heat was I, applied. I, I, um, you know, there, okay. was, there was a lot of there was high air pressure. Okay. There were things okay. done to that okay. head okay. that have Holly. changed the fundamental like genetic makeup of of our friend. So okay, sorry. I classify sorry, that sorry. as a haircut. So, so no, okay, that's no. a no for me. Okay, okay. Sorry, you just jogged my memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, George, it's been um, a, a real pleasure talking to you, and I just want to say I've been able to hear every word very clearly on my wireless Sony headphones. Um, I hope that you have a, 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 a another decent week in lockdown you know i hope you're keeping to your studies um yes i am good and before i ask you what's for dinner tonight um is there anything that you want to say to the listener perhaps about how they can get into touch with us um there is yeah yeah, yeah there is yeah yeah yeah. No, no no there is sorry i was just taking a second um so one of the things myself and ollie enjoy most about the show is hearing from you and this week's example was a letter from bethan that was just brilliant to hear and you know helpful 
and you could be Bethan. Um, <laughs> you could stand in those shoes. Mm. Um, and it's so, it couldn't be easier to do so. Yeah, all and it couldn't take do, longer to say. <laughs> no, all you need to do is email us and that's it. It's as simple well, as that. It's one email. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and all you need is just an email and just, you know, let us have it. Uh, yeah. And, and so just how all would you need they... to do is email the, our email address, which is contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And it really is that simple. Um, yeah. And also you can follow us on Instagram at phoneafriendpod. Uh, leave a review if you enjoyed this and if you didn't. Keep it to yourself, pal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Vaguely threatening. Um, So, all that remains is for me to say, George, what's for dinner tonight? Um, Lasagna. Just plain lasagna? No, 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 no. It just looks pretty, you know, it looks nice. (laughs) Oh, my mouth's watering. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, go on. What, go on. I'll return. The, what are you gonna have for dinner tonight, Ollie? Um, I'm gonna order some falafel from a certain place. Um, and and it's a place that back when this was possible, I used to go once a week and sit in there. And for for a while, I thought that the guys there really liked me because I got a free piece of uh, is it baklava? Bak baklava? Bak baklava? Mm. I got a free piece. Baklava. Uh, at the end of every meal, uh, then I realised they give everyone a free piece with the bill, uh, um, and and that felt fine. Yeah, and I, and and I'm fine with it. So I'm going to order that. I'm going to go like this, George. Hum, num, 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 num. Okay, I'm okay, going to munch good, it down. Uh, but honestly, God, this nice looking lasagna of yours has got my mouth watering. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I yeah. truly hope that you go nom 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 as well. And-